Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody. Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to Own the Microphone. Today, I have with me Rosemary Ravenel. Rosemary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here, Bridget. Now, Rosemary, you have an extensive and impressive background, and listeners will get into that a little bit later. And it shows throughout everything you've done that there's a lot of confidence in there. Were you always super confident when you delivered presentations, spoke before people, or just lived life up until now? The answer may surprise you because the answer is no. And that's the very reason why I do what I do. It started with a stutter, a stutter, bad stutter in my late adolescence, into my teens, and even into my early 20s. And it was, in some cases, totally debilitating. I couldn't speak in public. I couldn't raise my hand in class. Uh, and it was journalism, doing the writing, creating, of course, written stories, but then migrating into radio, into radio in high school and college, where I felt that I had to push myself to do something where it would be life or death, <laughs> microphone, live, people listening, you must get it right. And that was the best therapy for me to put myself in the most uncomfortable situation that I could think of. That worked magic, much better than speech therapy. And it stayed with me. That's that, that little voice that said, ah, oh, you're going to stutter. Oh, you're going to stutter. And so the confidence level was not high. And that's why I pushed it myself again to continue being a spokesperson. But most of my career up until the last four years, when I started my consulting practice was at the service of someone else, a spokesperson for a company, the speaker whisperer to a CEO or president of a company, perhaps where I worked. And so it was always doing someone else's bidding. I did have a, a, a an opportunity to be on MSNBC as a contributor and speak my own voice as well as host some programs in New York. But I said, I'm just tired of doing someone else's uh, elevating their level of speaking and making them look good. It's my turn to step out, become a speaker, but at the same time, provide very bespoke services to people who need to, you know, step up and do it better. Which one, and the word I should use is not easier, but I can't come up with anything better. Which one is easier? Speaking for someone else, if you will, being a company spokesperson or being your own brand and speaking for yourself, which is easier or I don't know, better, more fun. <laughs> I 
it's difficult to answer yeah if you haven't done it if you've done it and you come from a a weak self self awareness in other words my my profile up until maybe 10 years ago was i'm not really a great speaker because i have this disfluency the stutter and so in my own head i always had this this complex so it was for me easier to speak someone else's words because it was almost like a script you know when you're in public relations and corporate communications you develop message points those are very carefully crafted it's a very strategic approach to answering questions of the media or positioning the company in a certain situation so it was already scripted there were defined words and phrases to say so there was very little risk of putting myself in a personal vulnerable position. And it's the vulnerability, I think, that is the operative word here. Speaking about yourself and for yourself is highly vulnerable because it's just you. It's like, there's no company name behind you. You know, there's no, there's no team that's supporting you. You're there alone and it's just you and your audience. And I'm loving it. <laughs> that was a fabulous way to end that response. I'm loving it. If anyone has any doubt, then step out and be your own brand and put yourself out there. It, I know it's scary to put yourself out there because then you are putting yourself in a position to be judged. But when you have something to say and you feel so confidently about it, go for it, right? Go for it. Rosemary Ravenel or Ravenel is an accredited public relations professional e-speaker certified virtual presenter, media expert, executive coach, and public speaker. Rosemary founded RMR Communications Consulting to address gaps in presentation skills, public speaking, and media readiness among C-suite executives in bilingual and bicultural settings, English and Spanish. In 2020, she adapted her coaching model, this is very exciting, for the virtual stage and created Zoom Score based on 10 essential elements of professional video meetings. Her workshops and her custom trainings for corporate teams are preparing business leaders for the next normal, and this is the next normal, of the hybrid and remote workspace. Rosemary was the first Hispanic contributing news analyst for MSNBC, and she hosted several award-winning local TV and radio shows in the New York area. She's the president of Miami Wynwood Toastmasters, and she's a member of the National Speakers Association and Florida Speakers Association. And for more than 30 years, she was a senior corporate communications leader and spokesperson for multiple Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, and agencies in New York and South Florida. These include names such as Avon, AT&T, A&E Television Networks, Telemundo, Discovery Channel, Toyota, Sony Ericsson, I could go on. Rosemary earned a bachelor's degree in communications as well as a master's degree in global strategic communication. She's also earned an executive certificate in public leadership from the Harvard Kennedy School. Rosemary serves on the advisory boards of the University of South Florida College of Business Digital Marketing Program. And she is amazing, hands down, without a doubt. She's got a new book coming out too, The Joy of Thinking Out Loud. Look for that in January of 2024. 
Rosemary, when you think about the presentations you deliver mm -hmm. and the trainings you deliver, what is your top number one absolute favorite presentation and why? Ooh, my absolute favorite presentation. Well, it, it's, I have to answer this in two parts. First, it's what I present, what I, that comes from my own head as the source. And then it's what I coach people to do for, for their purposes. You know, what is their intention? What is their goal? And it's, it varies so, so greatly, you know, from person to person, from company to company. And so let me tell you what, I enjoy doing for someone else is to help them make it simple to take all this jumble of information, all these, you know, details, points, arguments, and synthesize them in a way that has flow that comes into a, a linear with a through line that connects everything that makes sense that has a strong beginning, a what I call the ABC, the attention grabbing opener something that really puts the topic in people's radar you know what's what's the pain point what is the solution that i'm bringing you know what is the message that i want to impart to you to make your life better so that opening is so important then the b is the body it's the details is the how is the price it's the where and such and then the close the c is what you can do about it and why you should buy this product or adopt this sales plan or support me in this effort, whatever it is that closes, of course, is bookends the intention that you set at the beginning. And that to me is such a simple structure that when I teach that to people and show them how to use it, everything starts to fall into place. It's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. It, and I find that it's that, it's a formula, it's a roadmap. Mm -hmm. It is a recipe that is oftentimes missing. We've all taken those public speaking classes in college and there's good information there, but your ABC plan, it's, it's a perfect plan for those who, where they have all of this information and what do I do with it? And how do I make sense of it? So I absolutely love that. Everybody, attention grabbing opener, your body, and then your closer, what do you want people to do with that information? Right. Absolutely love it. And, and, now, and make, make it a double C, a compelling close, because it should be a close that has a call to action. Add another C that has a call to action. What do you want the audience to do after they leave the room? Yes, it's like you were reading my notes, Rosemary, or you were <laughs> reading my mind. I'm always screaming. That was fantastic. Whether it was a keynote, a training, mm -hmm. a workshop, a webinar, it doesn't matter. What are people supposed to do now that they've spent this time with you and gotten this information? Now, what is a story that you've used in your presentations that you you just you, it sets the audience on fire they absolutely love it and it, it gives them those aha moments or it turns on the light bulbs for them mm. i try not to use too many of my own i collect stories okay. from other people from everywhere maybe it's a magazine that i'm reading maybe it's the paper or maybe it's a post on social and i i collect them and sort of leave them in a story basket that then I appropriate for purposes of illustrating a point. And that will vary based on the the intention that I have for that group, 
whether they're they're junior, they're advanced, uh, or sometimes industry specific. But the good stories don't matter. The good stories really have more of a universal appeal. So in terms of my personal story, the one I do use is the one about stuttering, about overcoming my stuttering, the story that I told you, because it is, it is, it's in my TED talk, which is uh, uh, on the TEDx website, where I put the dragons as the obstacles, slay the dragons of bad communication, it's called. And one of the dragons for me was stuttering, was stuttering. That was the one I needed to overcome in order to, uh, to find my voice to speak what I'm thinking, the joy of thinking out loud comes from that idea of all these ideas in my head, but my mouth and my, my, my vocal tool isn't allowing me to say it is stuck. And so the, the idea of the joy of finally being able to speak out loud and do it joyfully and do it fluidly, fluently and fluidly is, is something that I want to share with the world. I absolutely love the title of your book. The second you told me about it before we started the interview, I was scribbling it down as fast as I could. Now, what is one or two takeaways from your book or big ahas from Mm -hmm. your book that people will get? Not to reveal too much because we need you all to go buy the book. (laughs) One of the most important lessons is to be real and be, be, be authentic and be, be human, not perfect. That, that perfection is not attractive. That, that appearance, I do teach that executive presence is super important, but make it you. Don't put on the costume of someone else. And that the authenticity, the being real is what people relate to. It's telling stories, telling people things that are maybe not, you know, it's not a speech that you would give to the United Nations. It's, it's, it's just authentically touchable, relatable. People can see themselves in the stories or in the, in the content that you're sharing. So it's not being perfect, leaving perfection behind. And that's, that's one, one important part of the book is, is because I've always strived for that perfection and I wasn't connecting with people. It was easy to do when I, had, when I was playing a role for someone else. But as myself, I need to really be, be Rosemary and, and be, be relatable, not this sort of make-believe person. The other, the other lesson that I want to share is that when you leave the stage or you deliver your presentation, don't ruminate, don't drag it with you. Oh, I didn't say that properly, or I stumbled on that slide, or I forgot to say this and this and that. Some people, many of my clients, ruminate and take along this, this, this ball and chain with them for weeks sometimes, just thinking about what they did wrong, as opposed to just savoring the moment. People aren't going to know if you skipped a slide or if you stumbled on a word. Did you give them something that was of value? That's the most important thing. And so that perfection, that goes to to perfection as well. It's okay. People want to see someone who's real. So those those are my two, uh, my favorite lessons. I'm over here looking like a bobblehead doll because (laughs) when when you talked about how we'll get stuck on that 
that one thing or those two little things <laughs> out of the 100 things that right. you did on that stage. It just brings you down. And there may be people in the audience who didn't even notice your stumble, who did. And, and, and if you skip slides or missed slides or what have you, unless you bring attention to it again, People may not even notice it or it's not of any consequence. In a little bit, Rosemary, you will have the opportunity to ask me a question. For now, I want to talk a little bit about executive presence since you brought it up in that last mm -hmm. response. Listeners, Rosemary has a free ebook, a downloadable on her website, all about executive presence. So check the notes, visit her website, rosemaryravenel.com, get that ebook on executive presence. How does a leader reconcile having executive presence mm -hmm. but not being perfect? How, how do you do that? The word perfect shouldn't be in the equation. Uh, it is it is executive presence has a lot to do with the visual, your appearance. And particularly in a virtual world, how you show up is, I would say there's studies that rate it as, as high as 90% of how people perceive you. How you show up in terms of your grooming, your proper attire, and the the nonverbal the mannerisms the expressions the the nodding the smile the eye contact even if it's virtual eye contact with the lens that sense of poise and posture then the rest is what you say but that is such an important thing that many people fail to understand coming into a room you know when someone comes into a room that where you're sitting and someone says you feel that person has commands attention that there's there's a certain um a gravitas that that is just present but you can't quite put your finger on it you know is it is it the the suit is it the haircut is it what is it and then when the person starts to speak and speak coherently concisely in a way that's easily understood for the audience and relating to you as a person in the audience, then you have a winning combination. Then you have the full package of executive presence, which is a soft skill that is very much in demand in the world of recruitment for senior leaders today. I'm chuckling because the last, I'm going to say maybe three or four sentences, <laughs> the part where you said someone comes in the room and you can't quite put your finger on what it is, it's that sounded like a script directly from a presentation I've delivered on executive presence. Yeah. So you can't tell what it is. Is it their walk? Is it yeah. their attire? Mm -hmm. Is it the way they move? And then when they speak and the way they articulate their message, it's undeniable that they have their act together. I'm just sitting here feeling like I'm sitting in one of my own presentations <laughs> listening to you. Well, you know what? That underscores the fact that these are these are not opinions. They're 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 facts. They're in many cases they're scientifically proven. So, you know, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody you should listen to us. Oh, so Rosemary, what is your question for me? Uh, my question for you is who is an idol when it comes to speaking in public? Do you have someone that every time you see or hear him or her or they uh, have this, that you just stop what you're doing and just listen? Ooh, wow. Let me think. 
So uh, this person has passed away. Okay. I miss him so much, but it was our late pastor, uh, mm -hmm. Bishop Alexis Thomas. I didn't have a loud booming voice or anything like that, but he was someone where you just felt like he knew you mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. were friends. Mm -hmm. And the church, I don't know what size the congregation is, thousands of people. But I remember running into him at the airport. Surprise, surprise, as a professional speaker, where else would I be if I'm not in front of a microphone? I remember running into him. He was getting his shoes shined. I know he didn't know I was a parishioner, but he gave me the friendliest smile and wave as if we lived next door to each other. But I just hearing him talk, you 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 didn't leave the sermon early, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you wanted to stick around for every single word. And it wasn't so much the actual content or the words he was saying, but it was the way he communicated. So uh, that probably would be one of my top picks. <laughs> mm, wonderful. And the way you described uh, the late pastor, uh, for all those reasons that and what you said about it wasn't necessarily the words that he said, but it was his his tone, his manner, his cadence uh, that that really uh, moved you. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. I, uh, oh, he was he was awesome. It's been almost five years now since he passed and we have a new pastor and uh the first time I got the chance to hear him speak, I instantly turned to my husband and said, I can tell why they chose him. It was this extensive mm -hmm. interview process. I can tell why they chose him because he has a passion and a cadence and a style and tone that is very similar, not exactly the same, but very similar to Bishop Thomas's. But uh, yeah, that's an outstanding question. I love that question. <laughs> Everybody, make sure you visit rosemaryravenel.com to book Rosemary, to engage with her services, to order her book, to get that ebook on executive presence, all the things. Check the show notes. Make sure you grab that link and visit and use it. Get Rosemary on your conference calendar. Rosemary, what's one last thing that our listeners need to know to make sure they're always showing up confidently and, and ready to own that microphone? Stop making excuses that you fear public speaking. Every time I see that reference, and to put it in the words of uh, Jerry Seinfeld, who coined the joke that people uh, prefer to let's see, to, to be in the coffin, then deliver the eulogy, right? I mean, I'm sure you've heard that. I mean, he says it in a very funny way. Uh, and that's ridiculous. I don't know who conducts that research, but the truth is, the truth is that people fear, people fear being eaten by a lion, certainly. That's, that's you know, perish um, unexpectedly, but it's, it's the social uh, stigma people fear the performance anxiety, projection, social rejection, speaking and having people say, oh, you're wrong or you're terrible. We don't like you. And that's very different than fearing public speaking. So I, I find that sometimes it's just an excuse. And there's another secret, and you know it well, everybody gets nervous, even professional speakers. 
everyone gets nervous. It's, it's an adrenaline you can't help, but you use it. And I like to say, it's like butterflies in your stomach, but you teach them to fly in formation all together to help you, to guide you to success. Oh, that was golden. Absolutely golden. You don't want to wait until the nerves go away. And then you think, oh, I've conquered. I've, I've achieved this status of, no, you are spot on, Rosemary. Professional speakers, if they're honest with you, they'll tell you the nerves show up. Get those butterflies in formation, everybody. Rosemary Ravenel, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Thank you so much. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I am Bridget McGowan. Make sure you always own the microphone. <laughs>